Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring down the 10 game NBA main site on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. We're now making videos for NBA Top Shot as well. Uh, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also up on Apple Podcasts. We'll link down below. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer that at patreon.com. I have a, uh, offer a couple different packages, an eSports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. And then finally, I want to thank PrizePix for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, again, the idea is you are taking over under on fantasy points, and these will move throughout the day. So right now they have eight or nine posted for tomorrow, but they'll have a lot more. Um, and if you see one that you think is, um, you know, too low or too high, obviously take advantage of it then because these will move. Uh, they do have multiple other sports too. Again, they had college basketball, they have uh, MLB, esports. So if you guys want to sign up, you just go DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word link down below. We get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. And finally, I just want to thank you guys again for the continued support and the videos, live streams, as well as on Twitter. I really, really do appreciate it. If you do enjoy this content, if you hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification, Ooh, sorry, hit the notification bell so you know to upload videos, you know, to go live again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream uh, tomorrow to go over everything and let's aim for 150 likes on this video guys. But yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into it. So before we talk about players and the prices for this 10 game slate, we can look back line up here from Tuesday. Uh, so Tuesday right now, I'm surprised. I'm surprised I'm going to uh, 5X my money right now. These games are just about ending, if not over 33 seconds left. Just need this game to end. The, the Clippers uh, magic game, if that game goes overtime, uh, there could be definitely some, some tilt in, but um, yeah, currently winning $500. So I uh, went with Westbrook, Jerome Robinson, Gordon Hayward, Denny, Jokic, uh, Devontae Graham, Luke Kennard, and Terrence Mann. So yeah, uh, again, you know, once Beal and uh, Neto got rolled out, I like the the Washington guys. Uh, Denny Avija, I mean, I've played him twice this year. I think he shot 0 of 20 combined the two times I played him. Uh, literally he shot like 0 of 9. Uh, I know he did make one. He made his last shot before he fouled out. Gordon Hayward. So I wanted to get different there. I talked about them Patreon last year. I knew he'd be lower owned. That was a shot I was willing to take, uh, and it worked out for me. Just I knew the upside was there, and I just figured like he had like three straight bad games in a row. I didn't think a lot of people were going to be on him. Used Devonta Graham as well, so kind of used a game stack. Jokic. Um, so yes, he had a floor game. Also MPJ, Jamal Murray shot lights out, especially MPJ. And I didn't watch this game, but I guess they just like double team Jokic every single time. So. Uh, for future games against Philadelphia, we're probably gonna have to avoid Jokic if they're just gonna double, triple team them. And then I use again Kennard, man, we did get we did get news that Paul George is out. Also, Marcus Morris was out. I would have loaded up probably on more Clippers guys if I knew that uh, before the, the the Denver game locked. I probably went to Kawhi and a couple more uh, value guys for the Clippers, but um, nothing more I could do. I was left with Kennard and man there at the end. So um, yeah, that is it for the look back, guys. Hope you had a good night, and let's uh, talk about this uh, ten game slate. So Portland, Detroit, uh, we'll start off. Let's go with the Vegas hats, actually. So let's see. Uh, six games out right now. Heat and Pacers, a 216 over under. The Heat are one and a half point favorites. Uh, Blazers, Pistons, a 221 over under. Blazers, six and a half point favorites. Knicks and T-Wolves, a 219 over under. Uh, the Knicks are three and a half point favorites. Raptors and Thunder, a 223 and a half over under. The Raptors are seven and a half point favorites. Kings, Spurs, 231 over under. Spurs, two and a half point favorites. And Bucks, Lakers, a 222 over under. Uh, the Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. Right, so starting off on the Portland side, honestly, there's not much here. Um, keep an eye on Nurkic. He's been on a 20-minute uh, limit the last couple games. So um, if there's no minutes limit for use off Nurkic and we get like close to 30, then I think he's a really good play. But assuming they're going to continue to limit him about 20, uh, kind of off him, and that kind of takes uh, Cantor out of play as well. Norman Powell's too pricey. Like Lillard and CJ just seem priced about right. There, there's just not much here on the Portland side. Moving on to Detroit. So 
Uh, Jeremy Grant, it is a good matchup. I think viable for tournaments, but again, he's been super score independent and really disappointing uh, recently. I know he got injured. Well, I think that he got injured in that game against Washington, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, again, more of a secondary play. Plumley got in foul trouble last game, so only put 18 minutes. Normally, we're going to get like 25 to 30. You know, revenge game narrative. He's a decent point for a guy. I could see going to him in tournaments. But again, there's no real priority plays at the top for me. Scrolling down a bit more. So Hamadou Diallo, the Pistons have been running a pretty deep rotation, but he had a really good game in 27 minutes. I think a viable tournament play. I wouldn't expect 43 again, right? I feel like this is the same situation with like Chandler Hutchinson, who had a really good shooting game. Everyone chased it. He's 50% owned. And you saw it happen. So uh, I talked about the two slates ago with Moses Brown, right? People are going to look at the most recent game, and that's just going to raise the ownership. So I'm not saying Diallo is a terrible play, but I think he will pick up some ownership and definitely a risky option. Assuming Saban Lee starts the point guard again, I actually think he's an okay value play. Uh, now, he's not going to play massive Mets, but we should get mid-20s Mets. A guy can do, you know, the peripheral stats as well, can get some assists, a good matchup. So, yeah, I do have some interest there in Saban Lee for value. Uh, Wayne Ellington might be back. That might be one more body in the rotation, so keep an eye on that one. Um, if not, like Corey Joseph off the bench has been playing mid-20s minutes. He's actually been decent last couple games. So, yeah, there's a couple guys that are in play here for Detroit. Uh, again, Isaiah Stewart got extended a bit that last game because of Mason Plumley foul trouble. So, really, the, the value guards. I think Saban Lee, Corey Joseph, if there's no Wayne Ellington, are intriguing plays uh, because they're you know cheap enough where you can use them. Miami Indy, so two pretty solid defensive teams. Not much I like here. I know still an Oladipo. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is currently uh, questionable. So, even if he's out, I really don't like a ton. Drogic played limited Mets when he started. Um, Ariza at four or five is priced about right. Jimmy and Bam at the top. I think Jimmy would be the guy. Uh, he's he's just been really consistent. Probably gets you somewhere around 40 to 50 fancy points. So, and a guy that can stuff the statue. I think Jimmy is probably the guy I'd look to on the Miami side. Moving on to the Indiana Pacers. So I know they had a big game last game against Washington, but this is a much different matchup against Miami. So like Sabonis, Brogdon, Lavert, I'm probably going to stay away from everyone. Like I just don't like this spot against Miami. Miami's really, really solid defensively. Dallas and Boston. So Dallas had Luka Doncic had a couple bad games, a couple bad games in a row. Uh, that uh, absolutely terrible game when he was chalk against Minnesota and a blowout against OKC. I think that will lower the ownership. Um, and I think we do get a bounce back here from from Luka. Even in, even again, even the even though the Boston Celtics are a pretty solid defensive team. So do like Luka's kind of contrarian uh, spend up. Porzingis is fine for tournaments, but the value. Some of these guys are priced up from when um, Luca missed that one game. So I'm probably not going to get too much of the value for Dallas. Uh, sorry if I'm shaky a little bit, guys. I'm just, that Michigan game took like 10 years, 10 years off me. Lost at the end. Uh, I'm still just like, what a stressful game. Um, so yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about Boston. So keep an eye on Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown's out, I think Jason Tatum is actually one of the better plays in the slate. Uh, should play big minutes, played 40 minutes last game. So would like Jason Tatum a good amount if there's no Jalen Brown. I think Kemba Walker's a fine play in the mid-range if Brown's out. If Brown's in, there's honestly not much I love for Boston. Probably Robert Williams would be the guy I'd look to. He played 32 minutes at last game, which is really good to see. Because the previous two games, 27 and 26. So if he's going to play like over 30, then like I could see him paying off his salary. Again, again, a guy that can stuff the stat sheets. Do us so much there in Robert Williams. No thank you in Fournier. A two-score independent for my liking. And yeah, I tried taking a shot in Grant Williams last slate. You guys knew how that worked out. Not good. So let's move on to Houston. On the Houston side, big news is John Wall currently questionable. Christian Wood is probable. This is an up-tempo game, and you just saw what Carlton Towns did to this Brooklyn front court. So I do like Christian Wood a good amount here, assuming there's no limitations. 
John Wolfie plays. I like him as a contrarian option. I know he sunk my lineup as well as some of you um, last slate. Two of 12, floor game for him. But if he does play in this up-tempo game, I think he's a good contrarian play because people will see that bad game and look elsewhere. Now, if John Wall's out, then I think Kevin Porter Jr. becomes one of the better plays at his price at 6K. Should be, you know, him and Christian Wood will be the number one and number two in offense. Should play big minutes, up-tempo games. So would like uh, Kevin Porter Jr. a good amount there. Secondary play, so Kelly Linick, uh, if he comes off the bench, I don't have a ton of interest in him at 5-2. Maybe there's an outside chance he starts the four, but I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play more of the backup five. If he starts, I would have more interest in Kelly Linick. If he comes to the bench, not so much. And then other value, like keep an eye on John Wall. Whoever starts for John Wall, if he's out, I think it would be a viable value play. Maybe like Sterling Brown or something. So, yeah, keep an eye on that one. And moving on to Brooklyn. So, again, it's Harden, it's Kyrie, and basically nothing else. Harden had the massive game last game, revenge game narrative here against Houston, his former team. I think he's going to be pretty popular. I think it's for good reason. Um, so yeah, Harden, I think is one of the best plays at the top for sure. If you want to get a little bit contrarian, again, we know everyone's looking to Harden, revenge game narrative. He's had back-to-back huge games. No one's going to play Kyrie. I think Kyrie's an interesting pivot for tournaments. Now, you could definitely run a game stack in this one too. You can go Harden, Kyrie, and run it back with like Kevin Porter Jr. or Christian Wood. Even on a 10-game slate, I think it's actually a viable build for tournaments. And then value, there's just no way I'm touching anyone. No way. Utah, Memphis. Big news, Don Mitchell out for personal reasons. So that makes Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, three of the better plays in the mid-range on the slate. Mike Conley gets a massive usage boost, should play about 30 minutes. Um, I think he's a really safe play with, with upside. Joe Ingles also should start, should play over 30 minutes. I think he's a really safe play with upside. And then even Clarkson, even though he's scoring dependent, off the bench, he's going to get a ton of shot attempts up with no Donovan Mitchell. So those three, I really like in the mid-range. Again, like all three a lot. Rudy Gobert, I don't know if it does much to him. Again, he's not really like an offensive center. Fine option, but like not a priority. You would rather get to those other three guys I mentioned. Bojan Badanovic is at 4.8. Again, he's just so reliant on the scoring. You can go there for tournaments. Royce O'Neal at 4.2K. I could see getting to him. I think the price point makes him in play. I think he plays probably around 30 to 35 minutes. Not a super high usage guy, but um, hey, with Donovan Mitchell off the court, he becomes more viable. So really, the three mid-range guys, Conley, Ingles, Clarkson, I think O'Neal is viable as well. Moving on to Memphis, not much here. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas for tournaments, just because, again, the upside is there. Uh, he did have a big game three games ago against Utah, went for 46, but again, more of a tournament play. John Morant has been very up and down this season. He has. Uh, he had a big 55 fantasy point game against Utah three games ago, but then the next game followed up with 18. I just don't know if I can trust it. So probably not going to get to him. And there's really not much else I like here for Memphis. There's just, they're running too many guys. I'm probably going to stay away. All right, Toronto and OKC. So the Toronto on the Toronto side, the top three guys are all decent plays. No standouts though when everyone's healthy with Lowry, Siakam, Van Fleet. So if you land at any one of those guys, that's fine. OG Ananubi, probably not that price. Again, Gary Trent Jr. is going to play minutes, but he's super light in the scoring. There's just not much that stands out. Again, Boucher lost minutes last game. I don't really want to play Rodney Hood. So it's just like everyone's kind of just fine. Like if you land on Lowry, Merciakum, or Van Fleet, sure, good matchup. You know, should play big minutes, but they don't like stand out as an amazing place. On the OKC side, again, Moses Brown, people chased, right? They saw 43 and 50, and they went to him at 7K. And sure enough, one for 24 fans. Now, I'm not saying Moses Brown is a bad play, right? I'm not or a bad player. I, I still think like 7-1, it feels a little bit pricey. I think the upside is there. The consistency, though, I need to see. Um, 
So I think he's a fine tournament play. But again, also, uh, I know he's been doing a better job recently of staying out of foul trouble. But early on, like he was a guy that fouled out in like three straight games. So like at this price, again, that is a little bit concerning. So yeah, Moses Brown viable for tournaments. With the mid-range guys, again, so still the SJ, obviously Horford's done for the year. Dort, Baisley out. So, like, Maladon, I think, is a fine play. Should play about 30 minutes. Should run the point guard. Uh, Isaiah Roby's going to play a lot the four. He played 34 minutes. If he's going to continue to play, like, mid-30s minutes, then I do have some interest there in Isaiah Roby. Poiseski at 5-1 uh, should play, again, mid-30s minutes. I think he's also a fair play. Really, like, a lot of, the, like, the guys in the mid-range for OKC are all solid. But, like, no priority plays. Kind of like Toronto, right? Uh, Ty Jerome off the bench at 4 or 5. You know, we probably see around 20 minutes from him. Viable tournament play. See, Mikhail Luke started the last game. We know he's super reliant in the scoring. Um, yeah, you can use him as a value option. But, again, does have a somewhat low floor. I think we get about 20 minutes from Kenneth Williams. I thought Tony Bradley would play a little bit more off the bench. Only played 14 minutes, which is which is concerning. Now, who knows? Maybe... Um, Maybe he gets extended like 20 minutes this game. I think you can go to him as a dart throw in GBP. So he's actually a pretty solid point per minute guy. But really, that is it for the Thunder. So let's finish it up here with the last four games. New York, Minnesota. On the New York side, I do like Julius Randle because of the matchup. Should play again mid-30s minutes. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So back-to-back uh, -back bad games for him. I'm not super worried about it, right? Uh, the Miami was a just that game was so ugly. So this is a much better matchup. I do have some interest there in Randle. Um, keep an eye on Derek Rose. If Derrick Rose plays, I actually think he's a pretty good value play. Should play mid to high 20s Mets. Let's play 29, 26 Mets in back-to-back -back games. Good matchup. Revenge game. Again, even though I only played for them for, for, what, one year. So, yeah, Rose is intriguing. If he's out, then, like, quickly Alfred Payton become viable plays. Quickly at 4-9. has been hovering around the 20-minute mark. And Alfred Payton's been losing minutes. But if Derrick Rose is out, these guys would get a bump and would become uh, more in play. On the Minnesota side, it's, it's Carl Anthony Towns for me. Even at this price, I like him. I know the Knicks have been solid defensively, but he's going to be matched up a lot against like Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson. I think he can still have his way there. So playing massive minutes. Um, I do like Cat at the top. I think he goes overlooked. Edwards, Beasley, fine tournament plays. It's not a good matchup at all, like I said, but they're going to get a ton of shot attempts up. That you know. And then the last guy I'll mention is actually Jaden McDaniels, just because of minutes recently. 33, 36, 38 minutes. If he's going to play mid-30s minutes at this price, then he's firmly in play. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet, you know, not a great offensive player right now, but can do it all. So um, I actually do have some interest in Jaden McDaniels, assuming we're still going to get mid-30s minutes from him. Now, moving on to Sacramento and San Antonio. So I mentioned I really like this game to stack uh, for tournaments lastly, and it paid off if you went there. Um, so let's start with Darren Fox at 9.3K. He's the guy that's going to play mid-30s minutes. Uh, just been really consistent. Really consistent. Can stuff the stat sheet. Uh, I still think he's a good play at the top. Rashawn Holmes went for a big upside game, right? We know he's got 50-plus fans went upside when he stays out of foul trouble. Whenever I play him, though, guaranteed foul trouble. Uh, but yeah, Fox, Holmes, both in play. Fox a little safer because Holmes has the foul trouble concerns. Barnes healed. Yeah. Halliburton in 6-1 had a pretty solid game. He had 10 assists. Um, you know, I think we get somewhere around mid-30s minutes from him. Viable play, but don't love it. Uh, DeLon Wright, Terrence Davis can come off the bench. If you want, like, a dart throw in tournaments, I think you could use Terrence Davis. Should get around 15 to 20 minutes. A guy that's a good offensive player. Um, again, not a really cash game play, but, hey, he's, when he's out there, he's going to shoot the ball. That you know. And then keep an eye on Whiteside. He's at 3.9K. He's currently questionable. If he plays, he'll play the backup five and probably play somewhere around 15 minutes. You could use him because he's a good point for a guy for tournaments. On the San Antonio side, so I actually do like some guys here. Again, mentioned I liked Jacoperto a good amount last night. He went for 40 at low ownership. He's just going to play about 30 minutes. The Kings are not a good defensive team. So I like. I think Pirtle's a good play once again in the mid-range. DeJounte Murray also had a ceiling game. Went for 43 fancy points. Again, he can stuff the stat sheet. Up-tempo game. And then DeMar DeRozan. 
Should play low to mid-30s minutes. So I think the main three guys there for the Spurs, DeRozan, Murray, Pirtle, all viable. And even Derek White at 5'7". Derek White, 38, 33, 32. I think we get somewhere around low to mid-30s minutes. So I think all four of those main guys for the Spurs are in play because of the matchup. Calden Johnson's been too inconsistent. You can go there for tournaments, but I'm probably not going to do it. And that's really it. Like, Gorgie Jang might play some backup five, but I'm probably not. I need to see him play for sure before I, like, take a shot there. So... Um, I guess you, you could try to, you know, take a shot in Jang and hope he plays 15 to 20 minutes. Cause he's actually a pretty solid point for a guy, but like, there's no guarantee he's going to be in this rotation. So, uh, that's what I got for the Spurs. Two games left, Milwaukee and the Lakers. So Lakers are not a good defensive team when LeBron, AD are out. Uh, so Giannis into the combo. He's been terrible. He's been terrible. I tried to buy low on him last slate. It didn't work out. I'm fine going back to the wall though with Giannis because like, again, who is going to guard him in the LA Lakers? So I think Giannis is actually a pretty good play. The, the, the concern here is blowout, right? Definitely some blowout concerns. Middleton drew fine options in the mid-range. There's still no Bobby Portis, but it doesn't do much for me. Everyone else is kind of just priced about right. On the Lakers side, a little bit different. So they don't have, at least I'm not seeing it, Andre Drummond in the player pool, unless I'm literally going crazy. He's supposed to play too. So maybe they, can, I don't know if they can add him tomorrow or not. Keep an eye on that. But yeah, I don't see Andre Drummond in his player pool. And they said he's going to play. And they said he's going to start at the five. So with him starting, completely cross off Harrell. But I still have interest in Kuzma, still have interest in Schroeder. It's going to be interesting to see how Drummond works with this offense, how many minutes he's going to play. Um, and keep an eye on if DraftKings adds Drummond to the player pool. Um, you know, if he's at a cheap enough price, I could see taking a shot in him. So, But really the main interest here for me is Kuzma, it's Schroeder. Kuzma should play close to 40 minutes. A guy can stuff the, stuff the stat sheet. And same thing with Schroeder, right? He should play big minutes. So those are the two guys I'm really looking to. Harrell, I'm crossing off with Drummond playing. And yeah, THT, Markeith Morris, everyone else are kind of just stay away from me. It's, it's Kuzma, it's Schroeder, and that's about it. Finally, Chicago. So Vucevic at the top of 9.1K. Keep an eye on Zach Levine news. Zach Levine currently questionable. He's been banged up with that ankle. I'm thinking he leans more towards resting this game. So if he does, Vucevic can be the clear number one on offense. I know Phoenix is good defensively, but like I said, the individual matchup is not bad for Vooch against DeAndre Ayton. So uh, would like Vooch a good amount there, assuming Zach Levine is out. Also keep an eye on Kobe White. He's currently questionable. If both those guards are out, then I think Tomas Santarancy at 4 or 5 becomes a pretty good value play. He probably gets around 30 minutes. And then uh, I'm curious to see what they would do with the starting lineup. But Patrick Williams could be, could become viable. Like Temple has Denzel. How many minutes is Denzel? But he's kind of been out of the rotation um, you know, Garrett Temple, I know he's doubtful. So really, if if there's no Levine, no Kobe White, I think obviously Vooch at the top, Santa Ransky for value, and then keep an eye on whoever they start for Levine uh, would have some interest there for value as well. And then, yeah, Lord Markinen at 4-8. I mean, the minutes have been trending down a bit on him since Daniel Tice is there. They just I don't know if I'm going to get to anyone else. So that's that's really where my interest lies is Vooch at the top, Sandy Ransky for value, and whoever starts for Levine if Levine ends up getting ruled out. Um, now, if Levine and Kobe White are both in, then there's really not much that stands out to me. Finally, the Phoenix side. So once again, DeAndre Aiden is a fine option. I don't you know love the matchup going up, going up against Nikola Vucevic, but he should play low to mid-30s Mets. Fair play. Again, Paul, Booker, both fine options, but no priorities here. Paul, a little bit safer. Booker has more upside. I think Jay Crowder is a safe value. He's a guy that's going to play about 30 minutes. A guy can stuff the stat sheet. So, um, And if you need like a dart throw, I guess Cam Johnson's viable because he's been playing about 20 minutes a game. 
Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. Leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know on live. Again, it will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow to go over everything and answer all your guys' questions. Thanks again. Have a great, day. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow.